0: Good afternoon and thanks for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference. My name is Kyle Bruce and I'll be your moderator for today's show. I'm joined by author Larry Sternberg, our expert on management techniques. The research behind them and why effectively implementing them can make a difference. So today's show is really a continuation of the segment of managing to make a difference, focused on building extraordinary teams. Today we're going to cover the importance of welcoming new associates into an organization, you know, making some accommodations to new team members, as well as the power of folklore and culture. Um, and really, Larry, you know, the last couple of shows. I really focused a lot, not just on building extraordinary teams, but the concept of culture. A lot about culture behind that, and you know what we're going to talk about. You know, in the past we've talked about the abandon the follow, you know, abandoning the follow surely method uh, for onboarding and orientation, uh, and how that relates again to, to onboarding. But you've got a section here uh, a little more focused on you know exceptional onboarding and welcoming new associates. Why? Why? Why did we put this in the extraordinary team section of the book?
1: Well, because the way people start a new job, it really sets them up for their attitude about the organization and about the people they're going to work with on their shift in the, in the team of people they're working with, etc. And in, in so many cases... I think companies just do a dismal job of this. I mean, for all our listeners, think about your career, your life at work, and how many times did you show up for your first day of work and nobody even knew you were coming? Well, who are you? You've got to go. Maybe you've got to come in an employee entrance, and the security people aren't expecting you. And they're they're you know they give you the third degree about what you're there for. And even if they let you in, they haven't expected you. So and you probably had to walk by the dumpster to come in the employee entrance. So you you got a big snootful on the way in. <laughs> uh, that wasn't very nice. And and so you come in and you don't know where your department is. uh, So you go to H.R., they take you to the department. The people in the department didn't know you were coming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What a what a terrible way to start a job. Uh, Even somebody who's very experienced in their field, whatever that might be, they're not experienced in your building, in your physical space. They're not experienced in your culture. They don't know what's right and what's not right. I, I just, uh, here's an example that just now occurs to me. Uh, I, uh, one of my college roommates was uh, named Alkis Karasavas, and he was from Istanbul. He could was you, Greek. Could you spell that? Yes, I can, but we won't take up too no, much okay. time because it's a long Greek name and we'll be at commercial if I spell it. But in any event, Alkis uh was from Istanbul. He was Greek, but he happened to be from Istanbul. And we were roommates for all four years of college. And uh, after we graduated, he invited me to visit his family in Istanbul. And my, my all of my relatives kept throwing money in a pile until I had enough money for a, a round-trip ticket. And that was my graduation gift. And I I went over to Istanbul and one of the first nights we were at a, a beautiful, uh, restaurant, uh, right on the Bosphorus sea. And we had a table over just right as close to the water as you could get, uh, in that restaurant. And, and it was just a beautiful setting. We were sitting there enjoying it and we, and, and of course I couldn't speak the language. So he's, you know, communicating. And so we, he, he, ordered us a couple of beers and they were, they came in long neck bottles. and, and, You know, I don't know what the etiquette is over there. So I'm waiting to watch what he does. He pours beer into a glass and how does he, how does he drink this beer? And he just grabs it and just chugs it down as if there was no glass available, which there was. And so I grab mine, I chug it down. We're doing this for a couple minutes. And then he looks at me, he says, you know, we're being really rude drinking our beers like this. Well, (laughs) you know. Uh, This is what happens when you get into a new culture. You don't know what's acceptable. You don't know what's unacceptable. And anybody who's worked internationally, you know that there are certain gestures which are uh, completely acceptable over here. Which are very insulting in certain other countries and certain other cultures, and and uh, some of them we might we might uh, do that gesture without even thinking because it's not insulting over here, and uh, we 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 offend people without really So in any event, my point is in any culture, a new person, no matter how experienced they are at their type of job at their profession, they still have a lot to learn. About your culture. So it's important to make people feel welcome. It's important to develop relationships. And the most, one of the most, you have to start people off properly. And that means making them feel important, making them feel significant, making them feel welcome. Suppose you had a foreign exchange student coming to your home for the first time. You know, how would you? How would you treat them? You know, so you, you put yourself in the shoes of the person who's joining and you ask yourself, how, how do I want that person to feel? How am I going to relate to them? And then you, you do those things. The other thing I want to add is that everything you do is an expression of your brand, is an expression of your culture. And so this person has read some things on your website. You have this beautifully written mission statement that was written by some advertising genius. It sounds beautiful. And you have your mission and vision and values and all of those things are on MP. Somebody has read those and they really want to come and experience that. And the way you treat them is an expression of your actual culture, not the one that's written on your website. So all of these things are... Uh, go into why it's important to be thoughtful about how you're going to welcome new people into your organization, or even if somebody transfers, how are we going to welcome them onto our team? What are we going to do to make them feel important? Get these relationships started off in the best possible way.
0: So Larry, in, in chapter 45 of, of uh, Managing to Make a Difference, you talk about exemplifying cultural values in employee orientation. Um Are there any companies who do this really well or or some that you've heard about that you think, hey, if you're going to exemplify somebody, uh, these might be some examples to look at or to follow uh, that that you would recommend, Well, other than Talent Plus, of course?
1: Yes, other than Talent Plus, and we're going to talk about Talent Plus because Talent Plus is certainly one of them, and uh, Talent Plus, I think, does this at a world-class level, and for new listeners, Kyle and I work for the company known as Talent Plus, Plus. So, we and, and Kyle is actually in charge of making sure that our new employees, which we call associates here, that our new associates get welcomed in the best possible way. And I do want us to talk about that because it's a, it sets a great example. Uh, but besides us, uh, I have benchmarked uh, Walt, the Walt Disney organization in Orlando as to how they do their new employee orientations. And of course, as part of Ritz Carlton, I was involved in welcoming new employees. And I think Ritz Carlton did, did that with excellence as well. Uh, so yes, I have I have been there. And one of the things that I think is common to all three of the organizations we just mentioned, including Town Plus, is that the orientation focuses on the fundamental values of the organization. In so many cases, new employee orientation is a mind-numbing experience where somebody from HR shows up in a room and starts reciting all of the reasons you can be disciplined up to and including uh, (laughs) termination. Termination. Uh, Because if you do this, you do that, you do this, and they're, they're, they're telling you all the rules Uh, and what will happen to you possibly if you don't uh, comply with those rules. And and rules are important. I'm I'm not opposed to that. But the point is so many orientations, that's pretty much what they're focusing on. They're getting this paperwork done, et cetera, et cetera. And and they, they, they start the process of building the case to fire you on your very first day of work because they can prove that you have been notified about these rules and that, therefore, if you violate these rules, they, they uh, will be taking disciplinary action against you. And uh, that, that starts the disengagement of employees kind of immediately. Uh, whereas the other three organizations I just mentioned uh, do it differently. They make employees feel welcome. Uh, they talk about their value system. And they give employees an opportunity to really think about Is this an organization I want to join? And and I know some listeners won't appreciate this analogy, but from my point of view, it's not very different from joining a new church. Those of you who have ever moved and have to look around for a new church or have for whatever reason decided you want to look around in your community for a new church, uh, you go church shopping. And, and one of the things you're looking at, people tell you, well, this is what we believe. This is how we behave in this community. This is how, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And these are our commitments. And, and you decide, do I like those or do I not like those? Uh, Is this a church that's going to, uh, require me to be out on the street corner recruiting new members every, at least once a week? And do I like to do that or not, et cetera? Um, and I've known churches like that, uh, because I've talked to the recruiters uh, every day when I was in, in DC practicing law, I was, I was near the church of the founding church of Scientology. and they had they had really good looking well-dressed, well-spoken young people on the street in my neighborhood every single day inviting people to join that church. So it was, it was part of what they expected. And so my point is in a company, in a good orientation, the company is giving you the opportunity to make your own decision. Uh, is is this a group whose values I relate to? And Zappos famously offers people two thousand dollars if they decide during orientation that you know what I want to opt out of this. This is I, these expectations. Are not expectations that feel good to me and that I want to fulfill. And Zappos, and they probably still do this. I know they did this for years. They they got famous for it. They write you a check for two thousand dollars because they'd rather wish you a fond farewell, and and if you're not going to really buy into their cultural value system and the behaviors that are expected of them, and so we can add that as a fourth. as a fourth one. But uh, again, what all these organizations have in common is during orientation, they're spending most of their time articulating their values. And the best ones, the behavior of the people who are teaching these values and who are dealing with these new employees, the behavior is going to exemplify the values and is going to represent the brand as it ought to be represented. Well, thanks, Larry. We're, we're going to go into a break
0: here, and I want to hear uh, – you know, we'll come back and we'll talk more about Talent Plus's uh, orientation uh, process and how that affects people as well. Uh, and really, this is all about shaping cultures and how we can build extraordinary teams. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about some great orientation programs, and we'll be back in just a few minutes.
2: From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. Ask to manage your teams but wonder when or how? Join Talent Plus on-site with us or at your corporate office for a seminar built just for you. Leadership Toolbox focuses on individual engagement, talent and fit, team dynamics and growth, and creating a strength-based culture. This interactive seminar-style format is just the set of tools you need for world-class team performance starting now. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values.
0: Welcome back and thanks for joining us for managing to make a difference this afternoon. We've been focusing on the power of creating a great first uh, experience, first day experience for new team members, really, you know, setting the tone of an organization. All of that really starts on on day one. And, and really the big question is, uh, how does your onboarding program do that? Uh, does it? Is it a good uh, tone or is it a bad one? You know, people only get one first day in your organization. And is it a powerful, memorable experience or is it sort of, ho-hum or mind-numbing in some cases, knowing that really everything you do on day one and through the orientation process is an expression of your your culture and your values, uh, and especially your brand as well. So uh, we're going to come back with Larry and talk a little more about Talent Plus' uh, orientation process as well as some other tactics that you might be able to employ in your
1: organization. So I'll turn it back over to you, Larry. Well, I'm going to uh, do a role reversal with Kyle here, and uh, I'm going to do that because as it happens, Kyle is in charge of the recruiting efforts, the sourcing and recruiting efforts for Talent Plus, and while he is recruiting new people into the organization, he develops a relationship with them, and co- as a consequence of that, he feels a great responsibility to make sure that when they actually they accept a job offer, they're coming on their first day. He feels a great responsibility to make sure that these new employees in Talent Plus, and again we call them associates, so I'm going to use that language from now on, uh, these new associates get off to the best possible start because believe me, he puts a lot of effort into the recruiting efforts. Uh, to get them in here in the first place. So he feels this great responsibility. And consequently, he also is in charge of our onboarding process. So Kyle, give us an overview. Uh, How long does onboarding take at Talent Plus?
0: Well, onboarding, Larry, typically uh, for new associates Talent Plus, whether they're part-time, full-time, intern, roughly takes about two
1: weeks. Two weeks. That's got to be unbelievably expensive well it is expensive
0: uh because we tie way i assume uh,
1: people are getting paid during well the they're study.
0: getting paid absolutely they're getting paid but you know our associates who are who are helping our new associates to learn and train um you know we've got to have them prep uh for all the learning that goes on but you know it, it's so important for our culture for our new associates to learn who we are how we do business Uh, Who we do business with, the types of things that we do that and to build the relationships necessary to really thrive an organization that two weeks is a a pittance, I guess, because it sets them up for uh, so much more success to move to learn their role so much quicker. Uh, The things that we do in those two weeks, even though it's, hey, it's two weeks of non-productivity time because they really don't get to do their quote-unquote real job, Um, but it sets them up for so much more success. And and people have told us, hey, I was able to do my job probably three or four months quicker to be more effective in my role than maybe if I wouldn't have had those two weeks of onboarding. So, yeah – It's a lot of time up front, but it really reduces
1: the uptick time in the back end. Well, and I know people are going to want a little more information about what happened during that two weeks. But one of the most – the most extraordinary part of that two weeks is the very first day people report to work. And so uh, do me a favor and – Give people a vivid uh, picture of of how that day goes for a new employee. Sure. So
0: day one for our new associates, we call it Great Takeoff Day or their GTOD. Everybody likes a good acronym, right? So Great Takeoff Day is set up so that uh, our associates have an extraordinary day one. As I said before, you only get – one first day. And nobody likes to be the new kid at school. So we want to make sure that there's a really great plan put together. And so when associates uh, join Talent Plus, um, day one, really, they come in, they meet with me because I'm, in most cases, the the one person that everybody will know. You know, they'll know their manager and those sorts of folks, but they meet with me we'll go over the schedule. And we've done a lot of planning. I mean, there's a lot of planning that goes into uh, our great takeoff day, which is why we also only do if we can help it, one great takeoff day a month. So typically, it's the first Monday of the month. If we can help it, um, so we have. So we're maximizing all our resources because the way we do it is a little bit more
1: uh, intense. And let me just interject that some of our listeners are going to be in in high turnover industries where you you couldn't possibly have only one orientation right. a month. We're not in a high turnover industry, uh, so uh, it it it's okay for us in that sense that we, we only do this once a month. But right. Great. Go, go ahead. ahead.
0: Great. Go, go ahead. ahead. So so with all the pre-planning that's put in place, so associates come, they, they show up, they'll meet with me. We'll do a tour of the building, a tour of the organization. I'll show them where their space is. And, and everybody's space, we don't have cubicles. We have landscape furnishings here at Talent Plus. And, and so at their space, there, there'll be typically a couple of notes or welcome cards from their team members, Uh, They'll have pens. Welcome cards from their team members. Welcome cards. Well, I mean, you uh, you You say that in such a matter-of-fact way. Well, I say a matter-of-fact because it's so secondhand for us, but you're right. There's a welcome note that says, hey, Larry, great to have you here at Talent Plus. Can't wait to get to know you from probably most of the team or at least four. So their team members are handwriting Welcome notes. Handwriting well notes because they actually know who these people are. They probably met them in the selection process. And in fact, several days before somebody joins, they're getting an introduction from me. I'll send out a note sort of a short bio about all of our new associates. So people know in the company, the entire company – who these people are, these fresh faces that will be coming into the office that Monday. So they know beforehand, It you know, it'll throw a few people off because you'll say, hey, I heard you're from, you know, such and such place. And they're like, how do you know that we just met today? And it's because of the... The prep work that we so do. there's there's pre-information that circulated. Yep. There, there are handwritten welcome notes. Handwritten welcome notes. Oh, their business cards are usually sitting right on their desk on day one. They don't have to wait two weeks just to see if they'll stick like yeah. some organizations yeah. do. Yeah, yeah,
1: ladies and gentlemen. I mean, you've you've experienced this. You join a new organization and it's weeks before you get your business cards, what's up with that? People know you're coming. You've had to give notice where you're currently working. They have plenty of notice. There's no excuse. If someone is a person who gets business cards, and in our, in our organization, everybody gets business cards. Uh, but that's not the case in every organization. But if you if you manage employees who routinely get business cards, there is no excuse for not having those business cards there the very first day they
0: report to work. Well, and sometimes I'll, I'll even send them a business card before that, you know, if it's going to be a couple of weeks before they get there. If I get their business cards as fast as I can, I'll mock them up or I'll actually send a copy to them in the mail that says, hey, I can't wait for you to join next Monday just as a way to, again, to encourage them and show them how engaged we are in the process. So, so we do the tour, as I said. We'll go through the schedule. Uh, and then invariably, then a few moments later, we have what we call um, formation every day. So everyday talent plus we meet uh, in our a very large meeting space. The whole company comes together to talk about our mission, vision, values. And we do that every single day. We'll talk about an element of you know, who we are, how we want to do business, We'll celebrate successes. We'll celebrate anniversaries and birthdays and give general
1: updates for the company. This, this is a stand-up meeting that takes about 10 minutes if it runs long, 15.
0: And, and we'll introduce those new associates at, at Formation to, to the rest of the company again so everybody sees – their faces, and and you give them a round of applause and welcome to the company. And then we'll move into Focus on You, which is a relationship-building activity uh, where the new associates will sit with the executives of the company. And this
1: activity, in most cases, will take about two hours or so right before lunch. And, and let me point out that we've discussed Focus on You in previous uh, podcasts and I wish I could remember which one but it's one of the very early ones it might be the very first one or or the second one at at most so if you want to know more about focus on you uh, go back and listen to uh, the first episode and you'll find out more about focus on you
0: and it's also available on our microsite um, managed to make a com, if they want to look at it there. But the power of focus on you goes even beyond the intent of the activity, but it's because the executives of the company are sitting there. So day one, within the first couple of hours of of great takeoff day, our newest associates are sitting with the executives of the company. If everybody's available, they're there, and they rearrange their schedules they're, to be there.
1: They're, they're sitting, when you say the executives, how yeah. senior are these executives? Uh, the, the
0: senior most executives company from the chairman, the president, and then all of the the chiefs, so to speak, the, the chief consulting officer, chief research so, officer, chief information officer, et cetera. So,
1: you know, Talent Plus is a company of give or take 100, 120 uh, associates and and most of us work here in this building in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, so I know if you if you're working for ATT, new employees, uh, you know in Timbuktu are not going to be meeting with the chairman of the board. So in your context, this might be the plant manager or the general manager or the executive director of the facility. If you have, you know, several hundred right. when, when, uh, when I was in Ritz Carlton, I, I was the general manager of one of the, one of the largest hotels at the time. And we had uh, 400 plus employees and I participated in, in, uh, orientation every, every time we had it, which was once a week. So we, this would be the, the top people at wherever your location right, is. Exactly. That's what we're talking about yeah. here.
0: So we do that focus on you activity, and that's a very expensive two hours to, to tie up those executives, those top individuals in that, that relationship building activity. And when we're done, I also express to our new associates, say, hey, this is so powerful of, of a time for you. Your day one is so important that we made sure that that team adjusted their schedules to be able to meet with you that's how important it is for us to talk about it um so we do that we'll have lunch uh then we'll after lunch you know we'll do the fun and exciting hr paperwork stuff just to make sure everybody has it if they haven't filled it out
1: yet let me let me let me go back to this morning meeting the focus on you it's it's the purpose of this is to develop relationships and and this exemplifies our culture we really put a very strong emphasis, a very high priority on associates having positive relationships with each other and really getting to know each other. And, and we hope people become friends. So you can consider doing this, but I want to point out that this particular activity exemplifies one of the cornerstones of Talent Plus's culture.
0: So uh, we're going to come up against a break here, Larry. So why don't we uh, – we'll finish up with great takeoff day when we come back. Uh, and we're going
1: to want to know, what, I, what else have? Why what, yeah, does that take two weeks? weeks? Yeah,
0: two weeks, right. We'll talk more about that when we come back from the break. But I do want to remind our listeners that if they do have questions or comments, just click on the email host button above the podcast description, and they can submit those, and we'd love to answer uh, those for them. As well, I did manage our, uh, mention our microsite, differencecom uh, If you're looking for supplemental information about – About manage to make a difference or the things we've talked about on the podcast you can find some of that information there so we'll be right back in a few minutes to talk more about great takeoff day
2: voice america business network the bottom line in business Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. When managers make a significant impact, their teams are engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter. And people drive results. At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
0: Welcome back to Managing to Make a Difference with Larry Sternberg. Well, uh, for the first part of uh, today's show, we've really been talking about uh, orientation, you know, helping new associates to acclimate to your culture, to your values. Uh, and we left the last segment really talking about uh, Talent Plus's great takeoff day. And we were finishing up talking about just some of the elements of, of day one, uh, you know, I said, "Hey, our orientation process here, at Talent Plus, takes about two weeks, um, and really day one, you know, the first part of it is really the bulk of it is really about building relationships uh, with the the executive team, um, with the executive leaders of the organization. But then in the afternoon, you know, as I had said, uh, there's more to it. Then we kind of do the exciting and wonderful." HR paperwork activity uh, just to get that stuff out and, and, and go through that because you, you got to check the boxes on those sorts of activities. But then the rest of the afternoon is really focused on introducing our newest associates to our wellness program, to um, our philanthropic efforts, our social responsibility, to our computer system and how it works, to the phones and knowing how the phones work because you know nothing is worse than going into a, a new job and not even knowing, how, how do I make a phone call? How do I get out a line out of the building? So we, we go through those elements. We show them our, our marketing and production facility and uh, those sorts of things, and, and, and then they have a an hour-long conversation with their direct manager to just talk about their training plan, uh, you know, going really beyond the orientation piece, but talk about the first 30, 60, and 90 days, setting some expectations, but just building more relationship. And then at the end of the day is really where we, we want to put a, a bow on the day. We are going to put the cherry on top, and, and we have a, a large celebration in those associates honor so we call it great takeoff day celebration uh we like to celebrate things at talent plus um and we really go all out what we do first and foremost is we invite uh those new associates their family members if they want their immediate family members their spouse if they're not married and don't have children their girlfriend or their best friend or whoever they'd like to invite because we want to celebrate that person's talents we have food and snacks we bring everybody together we we have have alcohol alcohol too um, and, uh, you know, their friends will show up, their family, whoever they might be. So
1: it's a cocktail party. It's a cocktail party, right? Yeah, now. well, I, I mean, wait. it's a welcome it, cocktail
0: party. And ultimately, it's about building relationships. get to know other people in the company. And uh, and we're really relationship oriented. so other people have a chance to say, hi, my name is such and such. I know you won't remember my name, but that's okay. I work in this part of the, the building and the company, and this is what I do. And it's so great to have you here. But then what we do is – we have a celebration in that person's honor that's really specific to them where we give each of those individuals what we call a talent card. We have a very lengthy selection process. We use our own in-house assessments to learn about people's talents and strengths before we select them to, to join Talent Plus. Again, it's a very arduous process to, to be selected in Talent Plus, very thorough um, and we learn a lot about people, and so we can develop then this very individualized talent card uh, that really represents their talents and their strengths, and uh, what we like about them, what we expect them uh, of them, and those sorts of things. And we read that into that person in front of the company, in front of their their friends and family, whoever might have joined us, uh, as an expression of of our excitement for them joining Talent Plus.
1: And let me say, this card is printed. It is signed by the most senior people, which is the board of directors. And uh, it's in a frame. So this talent card is meant to be displayed. You can hang it on your wall, you can put it on your desk. Uh, actually, you could wear it on your head if you wanted. That's right. but, but the point is, it's, it's a, it's a, it looks nice. And it's, it's meant to be displayed. And it's entirely uh, positive about the person right and, and everybody at talent plus has their
0: talent card displayed at their
1: their space wherever
0: it might be you could walk around you could see everybody's talent cards it's that important uh of a piece uh and then we really end up the day there so day one kind of ends with that that celebration
1: uh after giving that person their their talent card and in in the last one of these what it was about two weeks ago yeah about two weeks ago Yeah, the last one of these we had great takeoff day at the cocktail reception, I just happened to be sitting next to the father of one of our uh, brand new associates and we struck up a conversation. And and so the person's family gets uh, the opportunity to be here and see how we welcome people and we welcome the families as well. It so happens at Talent Plus, we have uh, uh, a chef and uh, we get breakfast and we get uh, lunch uh, and and uh, people can bring their friends and relatives and business associates if they want to invite them to lunch. They can do that or breakfast or whatever. So uh, we... we we can invite their friends and family and say, listen, don't be strangers. You can come over here. And- well, and I even for one of our new associates who moved here uh,
0: from uh, from North Carolina, her parents moved, helped move her here, uh, and I had a a separate talent card printed up and framed, and I gave it to them as a welcome gift because you know you're moving a long ways away. We wanted to make sure that experience uh, was great for her, but also for her family, knowing that their their daughter is in good hands with with the people that she's going to be working with. And so I actually. made Made them their own talent card to take home with them oh, and, cool. and you know, maybe even put up on the refrigerator, so to speak, if they wanted to do that. So that's day one, but I said two weeks. And so what else is going on at two weeks? Well, we have at least three days. Give us some highlights. That's right. We'll have at least three days. Where we'll train somebody on our science, how the science of of our company works, uh, because that's core to what we do every single day. And that's a three-day training. So they learn how to
1: do one of our assessments, essentially, which is our core business.
0: And then the rest of the time is really dedicated to focus on use with their direct team, uh, directors and managers of the company that they might not work with every day, but they should know them. Uh, Then they learn about our, our solutions and our services, We have what we call associate learning academies. These typically take anywhere from two hours to four hours. So really training activities to learn about, again, our solutions, our services, what we do, who we do it with, where we do it. Um, Also a history class. They have a full day focused on just learning more about just the history of Talent Plus. That includes a lot of the the lore, the the stories and the mythologies and um, the things that that helped us to become who we are. Um, We have a focus on learning about our clients. Uh, the industries we work in, um, there's some technology learning they're going to go through. And, and all of that after day one and the three days of training and all those other ALAs, it comes out to be about two weeks worth of, uh, worth of orientation.
1: So uh, that's terrific. That's terrific. The whole point of this, if we take it back up to uh, the high level, the whole point of this is for you to be thoughtful about what is this experience saying about our brand? What is this experience communicating about our culture? How do we make people feel welcome? How do we get relationships going in the best possible way? What do we want people to know? What do we want every single person to know? And by the way, this this, uh, two week uh, process uh, even if on the rare occasion that we do recruit a senior executive to come in here, that senior executive goes through the same process as everybody else does because it's important for the senior executive to know what the history of the company is, who are, are the, what sectors do we work with, what industries, who are our best clients, what what kinds of services uh, are they receiving from us, et cetera, et cetera. And, and th- this is the case I know in Ritz-Carlton, uh, when I was there, uh, Ritz-Carlton had a two-day orientation and it didn't matter what your job title was. It could have been executive vice president of the company. You went through the same two-day orientation as the new dishwasher did. And you might be sitting next to that new dishwasher in the orientation the, the, because we, we focused on the values of the company. We focused on things that it doesn't matter what your job title is. You need to understand these things and you need to buy in. There's also the issue of people transferring from one department to another. And uh, we were talking about this during the break. And and in our company, uh, one of the things we did was a sort of initiation where we would do some fun, stupid, wacky things uh, like I, I was mentioning that for one associate, we took every single thing out of her workspace that wasn't fastened down. Uh, no chair, no computer, no family photo, no, no, nothing. There, she came in one day, and her workspace was completely empty, as if no one had ever been there. We had we put it all in a remote closet, and uh, you know, w- w- and we we did another thing where we covered somebody's every item on their desk. We covered it in aluminum foil separately uh, and the desk and the chair. And so, you know, the person came in and it was rather startling and funny and so forth. So uh, when you do that, you do it right. You do it in the right spirit. People really know, okay, now I'm one of the team. There's been some sort of fun initiation. So we encourage you to think about not only developing the relationships and explaining the values, uh, but also having some fun yeah, while you're doing this and making sure that everything you do is an expression of your brand. Wait a minute. We can have fun. We can have fun at work, Larry? Yeah. Wait a minute. Well, not too much fun.
0: Oh, okay. You do go <laughs> You're a bit too far. Yes,
1: yeah, so of course you can have fun at work.
0: And- well, uh, it's been fun talking about uh, orientation and great take-off. It's one of the most – for me, it's one of the, the most powerful things that I get to do uh, because you when I think about recruiting, you know, I've spent a lot of time getting to know these individuals, helping to bring them into the organization, making sure they say yes. Uh, And then to help usher them into the company and introduce them to everybody else, Uh, it's a point of pride and it's really powerful to create that first day experience because it sets the tone, truly sets the tone for for the rest of their career with your organization. So we're going to come into a break here. When we get back, Larry, I want to talk a little bit more about folklore and how uh, that has an impact on the culture of an organization, um, not just pranks, but actual folklore and that sort of thing. So when we come back, we'll talk a little more about that. Uh, I want to also encourage uh, all of our listeners that if you're looking for a great speaker, uh, Larry Sternberg is available for conferences, uh, meetings, team meetings, quarterly meetings, annual meetings. Uh, he's done a lot of radio shows beyond just the podcast. He's he's done a lot of uh, conferences and and uh, business meetings. He might be a great fit for your next one as you're planning your your next big meeting or conference. Uh, just reach out to us and we'll help help you get uh, Larry set up his fall and winter schedules. Does have a couple open spots still, so if you're interested, give us a call and we'll get Larry booked for your next speaking engagement. Well, we'll be back right just uh, right back in just a few minutes and talk more about managing to make a difference.
2: business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network when managers make a significant impact their teams are engaged motivated and excited they love what they do when those people work for you you get results results matter and people drive results at Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Reserve your spot today at talentplus.com. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
0: Welcome back to Managing to Make a Difference with Larry Sternberg. So today we really devoted most of the show to talking about the power of onboarding and orientation. Knowing that when you set up uh, people for success on day one and, and even for the first couple of weeks, you really set the tone. Uh, you really uh, helped extend your brand and people can really connect with what is it they decided to join and the type of culture they're going to be uh, working in over the next you know few years or their entire career. So really it's about setting the stage. When we left... Uh, the last segment I talked uh, or sort of introduced our last segment to talk about folklore in an organization and why you should create that, create that a little bit more. So, Larry, you, you love to tell stories and talk about uh, mythologies and, and and folklore. So tell us, why is that important
1: for an organization's culture? Well, this is one of the ways that people learn what is truly valued in a culture and what the expectations are of a person living in that, living in that culture. For instance, uh, I am an outsider in Lincoln, Nebraska. I didn't grow up here. So I look at the culture of Lincoln, Nebraska, sort of as an amateur cultural anthropologist. And one of the things that, and and by the way, for all of our listeners, uh, People who are born and raised in Lincoln and in Nebraska are, are very, very proud of their, their city and their state, and they're appropriately proud. And one of the things that I've admired in observing this culture is its focus on volunteering, giving back to the community, civic involvement. And, and uh, as it happens, when studies are done nationwide, Lincoln, Nebraska, comes out as being one of the, uh, top cities. In, in, in fact, in one study, I read it was second only to Salt Lake City, Utah, in terms of people, uh, volunteering their time on behalf of people in the community. And that's, so my point is, this is a culture. So in a company, if, if that's a big part of the, of the company's culture, let's say, contributing to the community, uh, during the selection process, that should be communicated. During the orientation process, that should be communicated. We expect people uh, to get involved. And, and then you tell stories about how people got involved. And you recognize people for what they're doing on behalf of the city. And all the employees see that and, and know that. When, when, I was, uh, uh, when I was in Ritz-Carlton, uh, everybody knew, you, you know, Ritz-Carlton, five-star service. Uh, basically, if, if a guest needs it or wants it, you ask two questions. Is it moral and is it legal? And if the answer to those two questions are yes, you figure out how to make it happen. And, and uh, that's what we wanted to encourage. And then you get all this business about going the extra mile. And when I was in that company, we meant it. And everybody knew the story of the engineer who restored a videotape. This is in the old days when, you, you know, in order to show a video, you had to physically put a tape into a, a VCR machine and play the video and there was a world famous speaker who was giving a prenote pre a a, a keynote not prenote keynote <laughs> uh, presentation and or a presentation <laughs> and uh, as part of that presentation he was going to show a video and uh, somebody spilled a coke on the video the night before and this was such a long time ago you couldn't replace this video there's no way to get even if he had a copy somewhere else, uh, it, it wasn't going to arrive by the next morning. It's not like now where you could download something over the Internet. Not a chance. Uh, there, there was It was just done. And one of the engineers in that hotel went into a big ballroom and put six-foot tables end-to-end. And he he uh, unraveled that uh, videotape. He, he stretched it out. He took it out of its... You know, he just unwound it. That's the word I'm looking for. He unwound it and stretched it out on these six-foot tables, and he took uh, some alcohol and some cotton swabs, and he cleaned that thing on both sides inch by inch. And he restored it so that the the speaker could use it the next morning. And why do we tell that story? We know that story, because, and we tell that story because that vividly illustrates. You can say, go the extra mile. Yeah. Uh, that goes in one ear and out the other. When you tell a story like that, people get a sense of what you really mean by go the extra mile. When you tell the story about the person who forgot his briefcase and the bellman who took a hotel car and went to the airport and got that briefcase into that guest's hands before he got through you know, security and so forth and was able, was able to do that Uh, When you tell those stories, when you tell the story uh, about the housekeeper who noticed that a guest's uh, over-the-counter medicine was getting low and who stopped at the drugstore on her way to work the next day and with her own money just bought uh, a bottle of whatever this over-the-counter thing was and left a note, just said, I I saw you were getting low. Uh, Accept this with with my compliments, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, giving the teddy bear to the guest who mentioned that he was leaving when he left the hotel, he was on his way to visit his son because his granddaughter was having her third birthday, and uh, he left with a uh, he left with a teddy bear out of the gift shop that he could give his granddaughter. Those types of stories, as they get told and retold in an organization, vividly illustrate what you really mean about what you expect from people, whereas just giving them principles like go the extra mile, uh, not remotely good enough. So I encourage all organizations to curate your folklore. Those stories are out there if you just ask people. I assure you, they are absolutely out there. And you collect those stories and you tell them, you know, despite all the electronic uh, functionalities we have today and the digital functionalities, uh, oral tradition still makes a difference. The stories that you tell at the dinner table to your children about your grandparents, about your daddy, about all of these things that they will then tell their grandchildren, those stories are, are important to your family. They tell your children and your grandchildren, who are we as a family? Who are we? And you can do this in your company. It it doesn't take much effort. It takes a lot of effort to do the kind of onboarding that Kyle and I were describing that we do here at Talent Plus, but it's, that's our value system and we put our money where our mouth is on that value system. But curating your own stories to make sure that you that new people really get inculcated into your culture—that's one of the most important things you can do.
0: Well, you're right, and and stories are powerful. I mean, the, the you know it's why when politicians are are stumping, you know, they talk about individuals and and what happened to that individual. It makes it very real uh and and visceral for somebody to kind of imagine what's going on and then if it, of course it's something uh quite amazing that happened you, again it, it gets a lot of traction well
1: we're getting to the end of the I, show and go I, ahead Larry I do want to leave people with one final thought okay go for
0: it well i was going to talk about our our next show is going to be about shaping uh, a culture of recognition and appreciation so maybe that'll have some elements in there uh, also maybe a few stories are probably be pretty exciting so i i'm looking forward to that next show uh, but i'll I'll turn it over to you Larry for your final thought My final
1: thought is this. I want you to join me in longing for a world, in longing when we get to a point in our society that a chicken can cross the road without having its motives questioned.
0: There you go, leave him with that, Larry. We'll see you next time for Managing to Make a Difference.
2: Thank you for joining us for Managing to Make a Difference with Talent Plus's Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. We hope these real-life management examples will help you manage teams across the globe. Just a reminder, this series airs on Voice America, the business channel, each Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. We hope you'll tune in next week for Managing to Make a Difference. Until then, put these practices into place and manage to make a difference.